Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and thanks for tuning in. I hope uh, you've had a good week so far. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so happy hump day. Um, Also, happy today is Mental Health Awareness Day. It sounds kind of weird to say happy mental health awareness, but I feel like it's a good holiday that should be called out because I know... There's people, pretty much everyone's struggling with something and, you know, a lot of people are battling something even silently. So I just want you to know that I'm here for you and I hope this podcast makes you happy and, you know, lets you forget about some of your troubles. So what I'm trying to say is really thank you for listening and tuning in and messaging me and giving me feedback and you know, just being supportive. I think the biggest thing that we need to remember today and every day is just be kind to each other. It's so simple, but it really is the truth because we're all dealing with shit. We're all on the go. We all have a million things going on. Thank you, technology and social media. Um, So just take a second to maybe tell someone something nice or just ask them how their day's going or, you know, Just remember, like, we're all going through shit. We're all in this together. And all we really have is ourselves and each other. And so let's make the best of it. Um, But also, no, it's okay if you're going through something and struggling. And just, you know, don't be ashamed of it. It's natural. It's normal. And get some help if you need some help. Uh, Again, if you want to reach out to me, uh, the podcast email is whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. So thank you again for supporting, for supporting sponsors and just everything. We have FabFitFun coming up next week, which I'm so excited about. Um, I also have the White Wine True Crime Girls coming on the podcast next week. Uh, we've been trying to schedule them for a while now, and uh, they're finally here. So any of you true crime fanatics, uh, get ready because it's going to be a real fun one. Uh I'm just going to get right into it, though, because this episode coming up for you is also super fun. Uh, My guest this week is she's a writer, a comedian, an actress, producer, uh, a public speaker. uh, And one of the cool things about her, her name is Shannon Lee. She um, talks about kind of having an aha moment, which I feel like I have a lot of actors or comedians or entertainers on the podcast and their entire life they did performing arts things and they just were on a performance track from day one uh, and her story's a little different and I feel like she's really relatable for a lot of people who have regular corporate jobs, nine to five, nine to five jobs. She, um, she worked in corporate America for years and then finally just realized I don't think this is what I want anymore and she tells the story of kind of changing gears moving out of the town she lived in getting divorced just kind of uprooting her whole life and jumping into something that's really scary so if you ever need advice on that or wonder what it's like to actually take the leap I feel like you're really going to enjoy this podcast uh 
She's also a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So we go back and forth a little bit on that. Uh, and it's cool because uh, I think this podcast is dropping today. Um, and the Giants, my team, New York Giants, are playing the Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow. Go Giants. So you guys will hear about that. She talks a lot of sports. We talk uh, the situation's verdict about him going to jail from the Jersey Shore. We talk a star is born. We talk about the UFC fight this weekend. We just talk a lot of stuff. We talk fantasy football, and she gives tips on that. Um I also, I play uh, a quote from Lady Gaga uh, from when she appeared on the Stephen Colbert show. And I feel like the quote, she just really describes um, just sexual assault and being a sexual assault survivor really well. And I feel like I wanted to share it with you guys if you haven't heard it. So you'll hear that. Uh, So yeah, I want to just get right into it. And after we're done listening to this, go to Shannon Lee's podcast. It's called Playing With Balls. I recorded it with her. Uh, I think my episode's coming up in two weeks, but it's a great podcast also just about life and sports and comedy and all the things. So uh, guys, you're the best. Meatballs, I love you. And here she is. Enjoy Shannon Lee. All right, Meatballs. I have an actual Jersey girl on the podcast. You know how excited I get when I have someone who was born in Jersey on. Um, she's a hilarious stand-up comedian, actress, producer, public speaker, boss-ass bitch. And she's a Jersey girl. Give it up. Well, give it up in your car or wherever you're listening. <laughs> I feel like I'm announcing you on a comedy show. Um, welcome to What's Your Jersey, Shannon Lee. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I forgot to mention your podcast. Oh, yeah. Playing yeah. with Balls. Playing with Balls. Which is a sports podcast also. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you talk more sports than I do. Um, I do talk sports depending on my guest, you know, but I'll have um, people on sometimes and they don't know a lot about sports, so I like kind of mix it up a little because it's like playing with balls. It's like playing with like, it's like how sports comedy and like life mesh or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's like on brand with us. Yeah. I heard your episode with Dana Moon and I feel like. That had nothing to do with sports. Nothing to do with sports. (laughs) But I was so entertained and still really liked it. Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Yeah. Was that when you guys were on the road together? Her and Dana just did um, some out-of-town dates. Um, That, no, I think we we went on the road last, we were on the road last weekend. We were in Washington at this place called Joker's Comedy Club. I think when we did the podcast, though, I want to say that was like two, a month ago, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, but not that long ago, though. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite thing about being on the road? Um, I know what my least favorite thing is, but I don't know. But my favorite thing about being on the road, I guess, um, I like to perform outside of LA, uh, because I think it just gives you a different perspective on people. So it just naturally makes you a better comedian. You know, um, I mean, you can get so used to doing just like LA based humor. Yeah. And you have to break out of that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, that's my, that's my favorite thing about the road is it just makes you a better comedian and gives you a different perspective. And what's your least favorite thing? Um, my least favorite thing I decided is all the smells <laughs> <laughs> from this last trip. Like there were so many different bad smells. Um, oh. yeah, they put us in this like shitty hotel that we ended up having to switch and it was like this hallway smelled like something new and bad every day. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, it kind of sounds like my building right now because the elevator is 
broken so oh. i'm having to like walk down a lot of stairwells and hallways i don't normally do so you're getting a sense for all the smells of your building Tot- a lot of people <laughs> apparently cook at 1 p.m every afternoon interesting yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> but again grateful so grateful yeah right <laughs> so grateful to be living and yeah 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 and, and thanks an for the meatballs by the way these are so good guys See, I don't lie. When no, I, I was so excited to walk in and find meatballs. This is like <laughs> the best day ever. I'm eating though while I'm talking. It's the best day ever because you're here. Oh, thanks. Uh, before we get into all things you, um, this could not be more perfect timing wise because our teams, <laughs> even though you should be a Giants fan because you're from New Jersey, but you're from a different part of New Jersey. So yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles are playing each other this Thursday. On Thursday. Yes. So we can do all the talking. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, we do just enough with Jacqueline, which is just enough sports entertainment headlines, just so you could like talk about whatever the fuck is going on. Okay, this week. Okay, um, this is was like the losers' week for all our teams. Yeah, I think the one team that hasn't played yet in the NFC East is the Redskins. They played tonight, they but tonight. yeah. Luckily, Dallas lost last night to Houston. Yes. Yeah. And it's weird because I play fantasy football. So, like, even though I'm an Eagles fan, this is so against being an Eagles fan. But I strongly believe if you if you do sports betting, you can't you like you can't use your heart. You know, you can't. So, I mean, I can steady hand. Yeah, it's all off. You know, all bets are off. So I have Ezekiel Elliott on my fantasy team. So, of course, I'm like, I want him to score just enough points so that I can guarantee a win going into tonight but I really want Dallas to lose and I actually think I got what I wanted Look he at did you. just good enough he did yeah for you yeah the Eagles lost to oh and a stupid loss and then um you I, guys are having some controversy with Odell Beckham Jr. I, oh yeah yeah that guy is everyone's mad at him he reminds me you know, do you remember um Terrell Owens uh-huh T.O. yeah like the really like uber talented like crazy wide receiver um like that played for the Eagles, but also talked the biggest shit and it oh, ended yeah. up ruining his career. And I feel like Odell's be- on a downward spiral. Yeah. Like he got like too big for himself. Yeah. Like I was such an, I still am an Odell fan because I enjoy how he plays. Yeah. He's really good. He's so good. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like watching a train wreck. Like I feel like he, he's just, just, spiraling like it's, yeah it's almost like how i don't want like tiffany haddish to get like too too famous where all of a sudden mm. every like the backlash comes like mm-hmm. the amy schumer backlash is happening oh like, yeah we saw it with chelsea handler and i'm like don't yeah. do it. so like i don't want tiffany to go to the dark side either yeah it is it's totally like going to the dark side it really is and i feel like odell is like almost like past it yeah well he's i mean you can't like go off i think i was i was watching um nfl network right before i came here i just had it on in the background and I, they were saying like he's going to he's like becoming like reality star with in terms of like ha- reality television in terms of like how he's like just like hosting phone calls and his agent wasn't even there and he's like talking about having a quarterback problem like that's really bad you yeah, know he's bold. like it's like turning into like a train wreck you know oh, god so now he's gonna date a kardashian all of a sudden kendall's gonna be like on his arm <laughs> even though she's the most normal one i feel actually i don't kendall? know kendall really you think so i you know what i did think so oh wait oh ken i get kylie kendall mixed up. okay <laughs> You're like really i always get them mixed up no i do think kendall is like well she's the one that actually has like a legit career yeah, legit and somehow career. her body I mean, like, not to body... I don't want to ever, like, talk about anybody's body because all all of our bodies are perfect. But her body just ended up being so much better than everyone else's in terms of just, like, model bod. She had, like, Olympian bod. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, she's the only one that got... 
she got the Jenner Jenner bod. <laughs> the Jenner uh, what bod. Are, I forget her. Although I feel like Caitlin's probably like jealous of her bod now. Probably now, yeah, because she never got to. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, um, I also was seeing something with the, which is like what's going on with football right now, and I've been seeing it because it's like I feel it's like the big reason why the Eagles lost yesterday. Although, also, I'm a big Eagles fan. Did we say that yes, already? We did. Okay, we said that. Um, the there's this problem now with some of the rules now like when uh like yesterday our somebody from our defense hit a hit the quarterback and he got a roughing the passer call Mm -hmm. and it was literally in my opinion what caused the vikings to win the game because it was going to be like three and out and but then it gave him a first and 10 and all he did was tackle the quarterback and so today i was watching the special it also happened with the giants yesterday where they uh got a roughing the passer on Devin Funches. So it's like now that refs, the rules are becoming so stupid that the refs are now like dictating the outcome of games, which is like that can't be that can't be it ruins football now it's just like who's gonna pay off a ref <laughs> exactly and they they said that like four of the biggest refs retired uh-huh. so they're like oh the refs are overwhelmed blah 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 i'm like no the rules are bullshit like this is why i believe we lost the game yesterday one of the reasons i mean we could have played better overall but I mean, you, you are know. the eagles i mean we won the super bowl <laughs> you okay first was it the first time? i think it was the first time you oh don't it. even go there with me yes <laughs> i love it i'm yes. just bitter i want the giants to just suck so badly this year so we have really good like first round draft pick yeah I, th- I feel like that's already what happened though I, it, it's what's happening <laughs> so we've like, won once although yesterday was so close it was kind of nice to feel like we almost had a chance that was a really close game they played the panthers yeah mm-hmm. i and feel like it was my fault they lost why i like, looked away for literally the like last like minute and that's when everything changed and i was like what the fuck oh my god do you ever feel like you you totally influence the outcome of a game 100 percent, and that's terrible because i know there's so many funny jokes about how like you can't help your team and how you're not playing i think whitney cummings does jokes about that i don't know i've never heard him before she does jokes about it how like stupid it is she just shits on men liking football basically oh, okay which you know whatever yeah um, i guess we're in that category now yeah um and then neil brennan does really funny jokes about that too i um i feel like i've tried to do sports jokes on stage and i do sometimes yeah but it doesn't always it doesn't always resonate with the crowd. It's like you never know who your crowd is. And sometimes if it's not, if it's like, if it's like a sports bar after like a Monday night game, okay, I think it's like safe. Totally. But I've told, I did it last week. I told some jokes and like half the crowd got it and half the crowd didn't. And I was like, well, that's because half the crowd doesn't like sports yeah football. they're just like no yeah i can't relate i did a terrible what terrible joke comparing and i don't do it anymore comparing um like football and the david tyree helmet catch from the super bowl with the patriots and the giants uh-huh being like the Victoria's Secret fashion show for like girl, like it was a whole comparison between football being important to guys and uh-huh. the fashion show being important to girls. And um, why can't I? Oh, Strahan was actually in the crowd. Oh my god! <laughs> I did it. It was no at the way. comedy store. It was on Oscar, like Oscar night. It was after the Oscars, and at like the party was right by the comedy store, and like he happened to be in the crowd, and it the joke bombed. Like it was like no one understood it. Just like you looked very confused when I was describing it. Well, I was trying to <laughs> figure out where you were going with it, like, and I had to realize that like no one really is obsessed with the Victoria's Secret fashion show and like I was comparing like thigh gap to like certain <laughs> players and like it just it, I could mm. see how I could see how 
that joke could make sense, but I think it's so specific that like, yeah, you have to, but I think that's funny that you did that in front of Strahan. Yes. You had to at least appreciate that since you're a Giants fan. I feel like I got a, did you get like, did you, I would have stared at him the whole time and been like, I'm just doing this joke specifically for you. Cause he's like the end all be all for Giants fan. Not for me, but like, he's he's a lot. I actually saw him. I have, um, one of my best friends, Brooke is a diehard Giants fan and, um, we were at, we were at this place called Simsies right at the, on the Venice pier. This was not that long ago. It was maybe five months ago and he was at a table next to us. I forget he was in town for something, but I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was like freaking out. So I was like, okay, we'll come up with a whole plan so you can meet him and like take a picture or whatever. Cause you know, you never want to like bother people, no. but we did. When he got up, I like strategically stood up and was like, hey, Michael, my friend's a diehard Giants fan. And then I just like stepped out of the way. And then she's like, oh, my God, I love you. And this and that and the other thing. And she like started crying. I mean, that's how much she loves the Giants. And I was like, I really went out of my way as an Eagles fan to do this. That's a lot. Yeah. I feel like you'd be a great wing woman. Yeah, I think I think I am. Like You have nothing to lose. And I think that's the art of it. Where yeah. you just have to be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to I'll introduce you. And, and then you get out. And if it's important to somebody else, then I care. And then I'll come up with like a good plan. That's you a know? good trait. I think, yeah, I guess it is. I never thought of myself as like a good wing woman, but. Do you ever have to like teach your girlfriends about fantasy football? Because I like to. Yeah. The listeners. Right now, I don't know who, like, is really into football and who isn't. I know there's certain people that love it, but a lot of people are probably confused. What's your, like, number one thing to tell people about fantasy football that know nothing? Okay, uh, the best way to de- I describe it is, like, it's like having a fantasy team in life. So it's like, it's like what, you, what would your, all, like, your all-star team look like? And it doesn't even have to be for sports. Like, yeah. it could just, like, be for anything. Like, if you could draft a person from like each sector. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm making it sound more confusing now, but it's like basically like if you could have the best player from every team and then it makes up one team, that's the best team ever. You know, like picture every sitcom that has ever existed and you wanting to have just like the funniest sitcom episode ever. Like who would your oh, like yeah. fantasy sitcom team? Oh my be? God. Fantasy sitcom. Okay. <laughs> I would definitely have, um, I would have, Elaine from from Seinfeld because she's the best and there's not a lot of female characters like her so I'd have Elaine from Seinfeld and then I'd have um I love that guy from I forget his name from New Girl Nick he plays Nick yeah he's always just Nick to me yeah I yeah Nick whatever his real (laughs) name is I don't know yeah I don't know Nick from New Girl how many people do I pick I I feel like we'll give you how about we give you six that's a good okay cast okay cool and then you have two two okay um and then I really like um, I really like um, King John Un from I think is that how it is how, how you say his name from Silicon Valley. Okay, in that character, I think that's like the funniest character ever. And then, um, I don't know. I can't think of any other. Sitcoms. You always wanted the Rachel haircut. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So would you maybe throw that in, like Jennifer Aniston with the Rachel haircut? Oh yeah, not, Jennifer Aniston with the Rachel haircut. Not Brad Pitt years. Like no, Rachel haircut. Um, though I'm glad you remember that. Yes, <laughs> just to remind me of how um, it didn't work out for me when I tried to do the Rachel. It haircut. It didn't work out for any of us. 
Did you I, try to I, do oh, it too? I tried it. I, even, I could see you with it. Right. I kind of have it now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not a thing. No, you don't. <laughs> you mean like now, now or in life now? <laughs> it's kind of like I your got hair's up right now. I got my hair cut. Mm-hmm. And when I say I got my hair cut, I literally got a trim, but also took out my extensions. So oh. everyone's like, oh my God, you're so brave. And I'm like, yeah, no. You're I so really, brave. I really didn't. I <laughs> didn't cut anything. You're so brave. That is so funny. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yes, I am. Um, I am so courageous for yeah. doing this, for for do, stepping out and doing this with my hair. Meanwhile, yeah. you're just taking your extensions out. Just taking the clips out. Oh my god, I do miss them. I had, I have such ADD. I forget what we were talking about, but I was just gonna say, if you take me down this like road, I'll uh-huh. just go with you. Oh, great. But I was just gonna say, I have, I have the most embarrassing memory of having extensions, and I never, I don't have them anymore for that this reason. Uh-huh. I was in this like big important meeting, and I was in the front, and one of my extensions. They weren't the clip-in kind. They were the uh, the kind that the t- the tape oh, kind. God. Yeah. Um. One of them had fallen out, and it was like a big ass, like thick, long strand of hair, and it was just sitting down like the center of my back. Like it started where my hair ended, and it was just like down here. So I just looked like I had this like really weird tail so this and of course it's all men in the meeting so this man this guy taps me on the back and he just pulls it off my back oh for my me. god no and i'm sitting in the front so everyone is sitting behind me <gasps> and i just grab this piece of hair and i'm and everyone's like and all the guys like don't know like i feel like half of them didn't even know it was extensions they no. just probably thought, they thought my hair was shedding yeah my hair like was falling and no one ever brought it up after that so I like that though. <laughs> <laughs> you just live it out gracefully uh, the thing is us women have to go through I swear you I know? mean I had the opposite happen what happened where I was at Barney's Beanery it was after like a Sunday night football uh-huh. so I think there was karaoke going on oh yeah there is karaoke on Sundays and the guy that I was like seeing at the time he like really liked to dance so we were like dancing and he was like dipping me on the dance floor mm-hmm. and I guess I didn't feel it enough but a whole like section of my weave like got hooked on the floor oh no and just pulled out of my head so we finished we were like oh my god we should be on Dancing with the Stars like literally I felt like people were giving us like a round of applause and all of a sudden no there was these two bitches standing there waving my weave at me oh my god and I had to walk over with the guy <laughs> that I had the it's biggest so crush on and be like, thanks. Oh, my God. Because cool. he's not supposed to know you have fake hair. No. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Now I'm very open and honest about it. My yeah. boyfriend calls them my Muppets. So. Your Muppets? Yeah, he calls them my Muppets. Yeah. I didn't even know you had extent. Well, like, I guess that's the point, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But also, you don't really, like, think about it, you know? Like, I just always thought you have long hair. I love that about you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You know what I also love is what? that you went to Clemson. Oh, yeah. Your brother went there, yeah. right? My brother went to Clemson. So that, like, redeems the fact that you like the Eagles. Okay. And we have also, <laughs> we do have some Eagles fans in our family. So, like, I oh, have really? a love for people that love the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I grew up a Giants fan. I mean, we have a long, like, a long-hated rivalry, but I think that's why I it makes fun. it fun. It's so fun. To talk about it. Like, I've always given you shit from the day I knew you were a Giants fan. Exactly. Like, like literally, even I think... Anytime you've ever introduced me to someone, you're like, she's from New Jersey, except she 
like doesn't like she likes the wrong team or something like that like when I first met your boyfriend you know totally you had to make a point to be like but she's not from like our side <laughs> whatever he's a Cowboys fan which is a whole nother discussion Ew. I know that doesn't I even know. make sense right it's being I from New Jersey right it's heartbreaking uh, um, but yes I did go to Clemson yes you did mm-hmm. do you know the Clem- the Clemson song by heart I feel like we have a huge Clemson alumni association I know uh, the, the tiger rag what's that yeah it's well, it's the tiger rag is our theme song, but it's like not it. It doesn't have any words. Okay, it just goes like do 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 do. Like it's like a I can't do that. I appreciate that. Like there's no words, so you don't have to do it. Well, right and now. then at the end you go C L E M S O N because you have to circle the O. You do a circle. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. I like Clemson fans. Um, but they like oh, and then there is a part that's like about them tigers, but like. It's not really like a song with words. Okay. Maybe it does have words, but nobody ever sings them, if that makes sense. So, like, when you were at Clemson, I feel mm-hmm. like that school revolves around sports. It does. Actually, it's, um, I had, like, being from um, from Jersey, and especially, I don't know about you, but, like, the part of Jersey I'm from, like, we didn't have a lot of college teams that we rooted for, maybe outside of Penn State. Right. And there just wasn't, like, the, the that level of, like, school spirit. Mm-hmm. And then going to school in the South, it's like, oh, my God. It was just, like, night and day. So it was so cool to be a part of that because it was just so exciting. And I had never experienced it before. So I didn't, like, grow up with it, you mm-hmm. know? But, yeah, I, I always told people, like, on, on game day, like, everything shut down and you could like you could like shotgun a beer like on a cop car like it's like (laughs) there was like no rules you know and it was just like everything the tailgating like the the sea of orange like it was just so exciting oh yeah. yeah I went to I think I went down to Clemson once and saw a game there and it was just it was I didn't know that existed. Death Valley, it's called. Yes, yeah. Death Valley. Yeah. And then we also went to um, one of the bowl games. Oh. Which was really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Miami. I don't remember. I know this is boring for you guys. Um, but I feel like you couldn't go to Clemson if you weren't into sports. Being social and yeah. being sporty. Yeah, totally. Although, weren't the bars closed on Sundays? Like, you couldn't even have alcohol in the town on Sundays? Yeah. It, it's a, I think it's a state law. I think it's a state in law. In South Carolina, because I was such, like, I became such an alcoholic when I was in college <laughs> that I think by, like, my junior year, we were driving to North Carolina on Sundays nice. just to get alcohol. <laughs> Which, you know, Wait, shouldn't be a thing you well, do. Well, I, no, not at all. And also, it's really stupid. You could just buy extra on Saturday yeah, instead well, of yeah. having to drive to a different state on Sunday like who are like what's wrong with us that means you just had a really good time yeah and I also lived there one summer and it was kind of a little bit boring so we all we did was drink and so that was I think more when I remember doing that was probably in the summer my mom had a friend who wouldn't let her son go there because the bars were closed on Sundays and she didn't want to visit him if she couldn't go have a glass of wine with him are you serious (laughs) well I'll tell you what it didn't stop it didn't stop like the sheer like I feel like I drank so much in college that I don't think it really hindered us from the goals of like drinking every single day if that's like what you wanted to do you know that's true yeah it, but I actually all my college girlfriends are coming uh, some of them are coming to visit at the end of this week yeah that's why guys we had to move the podcast but yeah it's good timing's better because now this is released before Thursday exactly but the problem is is that they get in on Thursday and they don't care about the Eagles or the Giants. How do you make them care? This is how are we going to make the listeners actually care? I've already thought about this. What do you do? um, What, to make my friends care about it? Um, Well, I mean, they just flew all flew here from Atlanta. So 
I mean, I don't think there is anything I can do other than like, I'm just going to have to watch it. I have the ticket, the NFL, the Sunday ticket on my phone. Oh, wait, the, you don't, the ticket doesn't get Thursday games. I have the NFL network on my phone, so I'll probably just watch the game like while we're like at dinner or something like on silent. But, but, but they're not going to care. I mean. So would you care if, I mean, you probably wouldn't care because if you were on a date with a guy, you'd probably be watching the game. Right. But like I was in acting class last week mm-hmm. and there was a guy sitting next to me watching the Yankees game on his phone. Oh my God, that's so funny. And I love it because I love the Yankees. Yeah. So I kept being like, give me an update. But like, <laughs> I want to know what the like protocol is with that. Like, is it okay for dudes to bring like a phone on a date or if you're at like a wedding or something? I don't think it is. No. Right? It's kind of rude. Because I think like you and I are probably anomalies in that like we like, <laughs> we like sports. And, and I think that's like okay and, But I know like our friend Ariel uh, She's also She's another comedian She was um, She's been on the pod Oh yeah Air, um, She has She We were out at brunch one day This was last football season I remember And she's like This dude wants to take me out on a date To watch the Patriots game Now she hates like The Patriots And I don't think she cares about football yeah, So she was crazy. like No that's not a date And like he He missed out on a date Because uh, that was how he wanted to go out with her because he wouldn't miss the game and so he wanted to combine the two and she was not impressed. She so like, no, I think sorry. it speaks to the point like, can a dude do that? I don't think so uh, okay. as a rule of thumb, but I think there are exceptions. I like that she was so honest. Just like, no. I love her her sheer honesty and where she's just like, no. It's almost like <laughs> scary to a point if you I don't know. know her where you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean though? You can't take a girl out to see a football game for a date because that's not a date. For most girls, for mo- I would love that. <laughs> I see. I would too, unless it was an Eagles game, and then I because w- I did this guy. I did briefly go out with this guy from Philadelphia like last year, uh-huh. and he did want to go out on one of our first dates to an Eagles game, and I was like, I don't know you like that yet, <laughs> you know? Because like I I get like you know I feel like it's not a time to start to get to know someone. Oh, not at all. You know, it's like going on a date and going to a movie and like not even going to dinner after. Right. Exactly. Like, you, no. It, it, paying it, attention to the movie. Exactly. But you're like it's like a really intense movie, and your reactions are really intense. Like <laughs> if that the worst thing for you would to be take you to Silver Linings Playbook on like a date. I know. Because <laughs> that's the Eagles. Oh, yeah. And Bradley Cooper. I definitely <laughs> own that movie. And I know. Movie. <laughs> I know. Like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's like all the things. Um, yes. Speaking of Bradley Cooper, I saw A Star is Born. You saw it? How is Friday. it? Oh, my God. I want to see it so bad. I feel like I'm still having like PTSD from it. Okay, because you're a big Lady Gaga fan. I am. We're going to be talking a lot of you're Lady Gaga. You're the biggest Gaga. that I know. Really? Yeah. It's kind of, it didn't always, it, it's evolved I, I've always been a Britney fan and the Lady Gaga thing happened when she retweeted our uh, parody and now I'm just like full-fledged beyond obsessed um, the last time I was in New York I went to her family's restaurant Joanne's and they have really good meatballs oh too. my god I love that song about yeah. her aunt see oh, I know a little bit about look her at you yeah I know a little Lady Gaga stuff oh, yeah you need to see this movie now I heard the movie is really good it's a remake right it's a remake but apparently the story is a little different okay because she's not trying to be an actress they've made it into like a music thing okay that makes more sense and then I heard that Andrew Dice Clay he's he's one of the best parts of the movie I heard that he plays like a really amazing dad 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 um now our you know eleanor kerrigan um the comedian she tours with him a lot she was telling me when the movie was being filmed she got to like be on set and watch him play like one a scene or something as her father and he said that like 
everybody like started crying like everybody on set like she that's how I knew in advance that he was supposedly gonna be like really amazing in this role because I guess like he just killed it I don't know oh my god yeah but he apparently there's one scene where everybody he makes everyone cry like and there's a few Bradley Cooper like cut and was like crying or something like that I don't know. I, I mean, I could be t- total. I could be sort of botching that a little bit. You're but not botching it. No, but it's true, right? Well, one of the most surprising things about the movie is that there was actually really funny moments too. Oh and yeah, he's really. He brings like a really fun energy to it, and there's also a group of drag queens that are in the movie that are so fucking phenomenal and hilarious and talented and gorgeous and just it's such a surprise when you go well it won't be for you because i'm telling you um <laughs> but it's so and anyone rad. listening yes and it's one of those things where you just want to go back over and over again yeah yeah or maybe just me i don't know but i well, just want to keep saying i it. heard it's really good i heard so i mean i'm sure it's not just because of your obsession with with Lid- gaga. Lady gaga um i also yeah i also could see her being a really good actress in yeah. it was she really good she's really good because she's really toned down is she like you're like oh, i want to hang out with her she kind of um i really liked her too i was su- not not surprised but you never know you know how, how you're going to react to somebody especially like a mega superstar like like her yeah when i saw her documentary i like really enjoyed it and i really thought she was like toned down in it too so you could kind of get to know who she was you yeah, know you're like oh okay so there's a stage persona and then there's like her in real life and she's raw and like honest yeah i appreciated it yeah there's been some haters though about the movie really i kind of agreed there was a point that someone made because her character in the beginning is like really tough and scrappy and doesn't take shit from anyone and she kind of evolves and then kind of like succumbs to like certain things okay where you're like oh that doesn't really go with what she was set up to be okay so i'm gonna have to see it again so there's some inconsistencies in like character development or something a little bit a little bit but it doesn't matter because you're just staring at bradley cooper and every time he left the screen you're like where's bradley ah i love him you just want him to come back he's i like i love bradley cooper so much i still haven't seen him yet like he lives in my hood but i don't know i haven't seen him he's yeah he's a philly boy yeah and wait he lives in your hood here yeah he lives in venice he lives in venice yeah god but he, I'm sure he has like five houses, so I'm sure. I'm sure his baby has its own house with like a staff and his hot supermodel. I wish I was. Fiance- oh, yeah, God. maybe we could be their nanny. <gasps> I was gonna say I would. Eat, I, I, we could be Coop's nanny. I'll do any. Yeah, I, I. I would like to. I could just. I'd be his gardener. I would be his I like. Anything. Yeah, Actually, I don't think I could be his nanny. I'd be too obsessed. Like I've already been a celebrity's nanny, but like I wasn't attracted oh, really? or obsessed or like wasn't like a super fan, so it was fine. Oh, really? I, I just want... No, I couldn't do that with B-Coops. Yeah. It puts you in this, like, diminished role, too, yeah, sort of, of, know. like, caretaking, and that's sort of probably important to, like, yeah. take care of the child. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> whatever. That should probably come first. Um, have you seen... Uh, Lady Gaga was on Colbert uh, the other day. Did you see that? I did not. Then? No. Tell right. me about it. So, okay. I never really talk about politics on the podcast whatsoever. I mean, I vote. I There's certain things I like believe in, but that's not my wheelhouse. I'm not, yeah. you know, like Taylor Swift just like posted this whole thing for the first time talking about politics and people are like in an uproar about it. Like stay in your lane kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Which like, I think everyone should like speak their mind, freedom of the for sure. speech and all that. So again, making a disclaimer that like I'm not a big political 
you know, podcaster. You have a political show that you produce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we the people. Yeah, and and, uh, and also we're going to be at Politicon. Um, <gasps> so that's exciting. So I'm sure that will. Uh, and that puts us more in like the political space, but that yeah. that's that show. But I, but I don't go off like on my own and talk a lot about politics yeah. because I think like there's a time and a place for it. And I also think a lot of celebrities use. I think it's good to use your influence to educate people. But I also think that like from a comedian standpoint, like there's a lot of comedians that are trying to make jokes about it or talk about. Like I saw Chappelle uh, at the Hollywood Bowl two weeks ago and a lot of his set was about political things but uh-huh. it wasn't funny and it was I was just like this is not there's a time and a place for it and so that's the kind of stuff where I think people are sort of all coming out and saying stuff now and it's like do it in the in the proper format and I think I think it's fine but yeah. you know what I mean um what did the crowd do when Chappelle was just not being funny talking about politics? um I mean I think people still la- like laugh because it's Chappelle and he kind of commands like I think he sort of commands like he's gonna get laughs like people aren't gonna boo Chappelle ever yeah. you know but they're just it just wasn't a lot of laughter it was just a lot of like oh what's next and then <laughs> and then and then some things were funny but it just it was like inappropriate for people coming to see you at the Hollywood Bowl you know like they bought tickets to see comedy not to like hear your rant about gun control and like whatever it's a lot yeah he was great in the star was born too oh yeah I forgot he's in that I (laughs) totally forgot he's in that they're all in it so she's on Colbert so she's on Colbert thank you for circling back um (laughs) and I saw this clip this morning and just the way so she's talking about Kavanaugh versus uh Dr. Christine Blasey I think Blasey is how you're saying it Blasey Ford and the way she described just dealing with sexual assault, I feel I, I never usually play clips, but I kind of want to play a clip. Play it. Play it. I feel like it's resonating and I feel like we could talk about it. Yeah. Because you've also posted about certain things. So yeah. yeah. Hold on. Here is Gaga on Colbert. It's heartbreaking, but I will I will tell you something because I am a sexual assault survivor. And the truth is that, you know, like Trump the other day was an speaking in a rally and he said she has no memory of how she got to the party you know should we trust that she remembers the assault and the answer is yes and i'll tell you why i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly why and i also know that this woman is smart because she's a psychologist she's no dummy if someone is assaulted or experiences trauma, there is science and scientific proof, it's biology, that people change. The brain changes. And literally, what it does is it takes the trauma and it puts it in a box and it files it away and shuts it so that we can survive the pain. And It also does a lot of other things. It can cause body pain. It can cause, you know, baseline elevations in anxiety. It can cause complete avoidance of wanting to even remember or think about what happened to you. But what I believe that I have seen is that when this woman saw that Judge Kavanaugh was going to be possibly put in the highest position of power in the judicial system of this country, she was triggered and that box opened. 
And when that box opened, she was brave enough to share it with the world to protect this country. Yeah, I really like the way she articulated that. I feel like it just made it very black and white and for people to, yeah, understand. To understand that Colbert was speechless. <laughs> he literally sits there and after the applause is still speechless and is like, well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he probably did. There was like another hour of discussion that could have happened after that. Yeah. But you know what she does? The reason why I like I, I do. I have like chills like all over my body. Like I like all my leg hair that I didn't shave. See uh, that all the spots I missed on my leg is standing up. You can see it from over there. <laughs> um, but the reason why that is so good is because she I think she breaks it down in a way like speaking from experience like where she's like you she, what she's saying is you compartmentalize your trauma sure. and the body like and like people people that don't understand that might not know that that that's a thing where it's like well if you knew this the whole time why didn't you say so you know or why whatever something earlier and i like that she made it you know to protect the country to protect everyone like that's why she was speaking out right right and i and i also understand that too and i think like you know people always want to come from a a standpoint of like the people that don't understand of like oh not like not to get it like too deep into the topic but like uh like all the haters or this or people that said this woman should have done something different Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay are you perfect have you had trauma like how have you dealt with that like you can't dictate how people do things and it doesn't and like trump is the fucking worst because he's like every like 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 fucking date rape commercial like um well if you didn't remember then it didn't happen like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's like that's so awful that that's like our president can say that as like the justification of it of it whether it happened or it didn't or it doesn't or he's basically saying it doesn't matter if it happened and that's what sucks and that's like a big part of like uh date rape and like it is like to i guess to differentiate between like rape and date rape because date rape is traditionally if you're like roofied I think or it's like if mm-hmm. it's more I don't know I, I don't really exactly know but it's like he it's like he, he reminds me of somebody who's like the bad guy on the on an after school special about rape exactly you know <laughs> and He's sexual like that actor that always plays yeah bad guy. I love the I do and I loved her hair in that oh, yeah. If you guys didn't see her you hair, look it up just it's, for her hairdo. I wish she I had could the do same that. do on Ellen. Her she did Ellen. I've just been like watching everything she does. Yeah. And well, her, I mean, you would do you would anyway. I would. It's, it's it's Gaga. It's my yeah. best friend. My of head. course. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just thought just because I've dealt with that before and mm-hmm. it is something you compartmentalize. That's how you say it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's helpful to actually watch. So I hope that helps some of you. I really think it is, you know, because you know. I think there's a lot of us that like have ex- had experiences in life where especially like, in college. Or yeah. When you're younger, and you're like, oh, wait, I had an experience in college where that happened to me. And I didn't know for many years that like that I was like assaulted and that like anything was wrong. And I used to also think it was just my fault, not like my fault, but just like oh, I like drank too much and blah, 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 blah. And then I realized years later, like, no, it wasn't my fault. Like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, no, I was violated. But I was like, but when I finally realized that, I was like, holy shit. And it opened this like whole can of worms Uh because you're afraid to like address it yourself because you're embarrassed 
that it even happened. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. and for many years, I didn't even know that that's what it was. And it, so I didn't probably didn't talk about it for like ten years. We you can know? talk about that later, girl. Yeah, yeah. We could trade stories. You know who is getting in trouble? Um, the situation. Speaking of Jersey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jersey Shore. I can't believe that show even... I still can't even believe that show came back. Yet I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> we actually... The main squeeze and I played a fun game where we cast our fantasy football team players as Jersey Shore cast members so people could understand the types of personalities of the football players, and it was very helpful. I saw you do something with the Jersey Shore. What was that? Was that what it was? I've done... I did a series called Lost at Duh, Jersey Shore. And I played Sammy Sweetheart. Oh, okay, okay. Oh my God, that was that. Okay, so you had you actually had somebody from the Jersey Shore. No, we haven't. We just were playing. We were trying to describe fantasy football in in terms of Jersey Shore. Well, my fantasy football team name is Jersey Show. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Look at you. Yeah, got to represent. Yeah. Well, the situation will be representing in jail because he was just sentenced to eight months in prison prison for tax evasion. So there's that. What a dumb. Um, no, but he's getting married to his high school college sweetheart before he goes in. So, oh, okay, that's good for them. I feel like he's just he's just taking a show that makes Jersey people look trashy and just making it even worse yeah. by going to prison. Do you get mad about it? People ask me about it. You get mad about it. See, I don't get mad about it. I think it's entertaining. I don't anymore, but I think I used to be really sensitive about it because yeah. when it first came out, because I would get this like, because I'd say, oh, I'm from Jersey, and right when the Jersey Shore was out, people would be like, oh, are you like, which character are you like? And I'm like, I don't wear mesh, okay? Like, <laughs> but this was like when it first came out, okay. you know? Um, so I think that's what it was, but because was I in call? I don't remember, but I just remember like I didn't live in Jersey anymore whenever it came out. So I yeah, was I don't just think like I was in Jersey either when it came out. Yeah, so I was just sensitive about it because people would like try to compare me to it, and I'm like, I'm just from there, okay. And yes, I did go up, grow up going to the Jersey Shore, but I don't think that's what it was like. It really wasn't. I was. I grew up in Princeton, though. Yeah, you're North Jersey. So, yeah, it was. I was more like fascinated with people like that, and not really exposed to it. So when the Jersey Shore series came out, I was like, oh, yeah, what is this? I mean, it kind of put like where where was it take where did it take place? Summer Seaside. Seaside. That's yes. right. That's right. It put Seaside on the map. Now I've never been to Seaside. Oh, girl, you gotta go. Is it nice? No, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, uh, I don't even know because I'm from South Jersey, so I went to like. Atlantic City and um well when I was older but when I was younger I went to like Sea Isle and like Ocean City Ocean City like yeah. the furthest north Jersey Shore I went was like LBI okay yeah that's like the furthest I've been though. the next time we're both in New Jersey you're coming to Seaside you're coming to Point Pleasant I would love to we're going to visit the main squeeze took me to the Jersey Shore house can we was, wear mesh yes we can do all the things we can do we you know what guys we're gonna film some sketches at the Jersey Shore that would be you. so fun I think I think we really need to do that. I mean I can really bring my Jersey out for sure so especially when I'm there you know just like the Uh, accent comes back lean into it yeah I do I own it I take ownership of it my hair automatically gets bigger because the humidity so that takes care of that and then one more thing before we get into all things Shannon 
The UFC fight this weekend. I can't not mention it in the just enough section. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I have never seen anything like this. It was Khabib versus Colin McGregor. Yes. And Khabib, who's Russian, jumped out of the octagon after he he had it was very like kind of one sided. Like he was overpowering McGregor the entire time he won. He could have not jumped over the octagon, actually, you know, basked in his glory, gotten the belt and just called it a day. Right. So is he is he the one that Joe Rogan interviewed after? Uh, I don't because he said it was like the best post interview he's ever had. Oh, there was no the, one of the guys that was in one of the like matches before him. Oh, OK. He was so hilarious. I forget his name, but he's just a big guy to the point where when I was watching the fight, like he does have like a gut kind of. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, he's not really in shape. <laughs> like, it was noticeable. And he calls it out like Joe was like, are you going to fight to be like the heavyweight champ or whatever the name is? Yeah. And he was like, no, <laughs> he, was, he was just like, no, <laughs> he was like, I'm not in shape. He's like, that. I'm good. Yeah. He was just like, That's I'm not so funny there, which I, you know, you know what I can relate that to like my agent wants me to get new headshots <laughs> and I was like I need like a, a good two weeks at least and she was like why and I was like because I've been treating my mouth like a garbage disposal <laughs> I was like and I don't plan on stopping yeah and you know what I think that it, 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 it's a very good comparison you're just like that's just not what I'm doing right now it's just not I'm doing way. me and um we're gonna have to wait a minute on that but thanks so much yeah I need a facial I need that's what I've already been thinking like I need a facial I need to do something with my hair have you done the new the cryotherapy facials no but you're the second person that's told me about it really yeah i don't i'm not familiar i do i do like some oxygen facial or something like that but what's the cryo thing are you okay are you on class pass this is not a sponsor no all right we need to get you on class pass because there's all these cryotherapy facials on there okay and i i don't know i i'm hoping it like freezes and it deep puffs well that's what you would think it means yeah i'm hoping cryo is is like freezing preservation or whatever all right we're gonna try cryotherapy oh i thought you knew i thought you would knew about it no i've only done the full body thing i've never just like froze my face what's the full body thing (laughs) where you get in like a chamber you did that oh my god it's so much fun what does it do it's kind of torturous but the one i i go to next health right here up the street in west hollywood and they give you like beats by dre headphones and they ask you to pick a song uh-huh so i i think i picked fade by kanye west because it's just a fun song to dance yeah to. um side note the shade that um why can't i think of his name nate ariana grande's babe, uh fiance oh um, uh, um pete davidson yeah the shade he gave kanye on weekend update on snl on saturday night did yes you see that yeah, i did i did yeah i saw a clip of it I yeah i really enjoyed it i know i I feel like, yes, Kanye just needs to, like, disappear. <laughs> I love the point that he was like, no, take your meds. Like, yeah. stop <laughs> saying that you're off your, like, take them. Yeah, just <laughs> take them and stop and stop bothering us with your dumb opinions about everything. Yeah. yeah. We want college dropout, Kanye. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, I, yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Anyway, I played Fade and you they tell you to keep moving while because it's so fucking cold. You don't want to like freeze into a position. Uh-huh. So yeah, I was just dancing was around. Was it like that cold? Yeah, it's really that cold. And what does it do? 
I think it's like anti-aging. It's good. Actually, like I have, I'm injured right now and I think it's good for like muscle recovery. Did you see like results afterwards? Like, I don't think I did it enough. I think it's oh. something where I should be doing it like once a week. I'm wondering if it's like cool sculpting. Cause that's like what cool sculpting is sort of. It's like freezing your fat. That honestly, when I saw, so Becky Robinson's a comic that's been on the podcast. Yeah. And she posted all these Instagram stories of her like cool sculpting session did you see that i didn't know holy shit i didn't realize she why would she get cool sculpting she's so skinny well when she did it they took the machine off of her stomach and she i think she described it as a hot like a giant hot dog of fat on her stomach like it literally is like sitting on top of it's scary yeah i'm actually gonna do it no i haven't done it yeah i'm gonna do it yeah I, I don't care, whatever. Like, yeah. you know what? Because I I feel like that there's there's certain things that are out there that you can do and like certain things I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to ever make like my face look different. Like even if it looks like it's well, you're aging. gorgeous. So Oh, guys, you stop it. But thank you. Like, you know, I'll do things to enhance, like 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 hair extensions or like eyelashes and stuff like that. Yeah. But my f- the one area that I've had a problem with my whole life is my ab is my stomach because Me too. You're you're fat either goes to your like hips or your butt or to your stomach and mine goes to my stomach same exact problem and I'm just like oh and I feel like there's no, no matter how much I work out mm-hmm. I've never had a six-pack like in my whole life and this isn't gonna do that either this doesn't like give you a six-pack no and even I did get a consultation for it last week and they did say like 30% of my fat is like under the muscle so that they're not even it can't even re- get rid of that anyway really? but it'll still yeah I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm like, I don't even under, really understand it, but that's just what they told me. But I'm like, so, okay, you'll just get rid of like 70%. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I guess that's good enough. It's an improvement. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of afraid to get it done though, because I feel like it's like the cryo thing on your, on your stomach. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I've, I've had friends that have done it. And have you seen results? They them? saw results. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you should hit up Becky. And see how I she know. Feels. Well, I already thought that she was like really, really fit anyway because she's kind of got that smaller build. She did it. I think she was also shooting it for a comedy sketch. Like she okay. literally was dipping chicken nuggets and like ranch while they were doing it and oh my eating God. it. Okay. But she said she was on the road, which you've been on the road yeah. like all summer and she yeah. just gained weight and was unhappy with like how her body was looking. And so that's why she did it. Yeah. And like you and it, I think it, the results last for like about a year yeah which is why i think it's worth it because now you're making me want it god damn it well you know what i'll keep you posted okay. um I, I, i'll I, let i'll let the meatballs know how it worked out for yeah you. and then i can eat all the meatballs i want exactly <laughs> that's my problem is this your problem like i know if i changed my diet completely because i have done that before mm-hmm. i still never had a six-pack though like i have done i don't know what kind of diet you would call it but like I bare minimum of everything and cut just out like drinking. not eating a lot <laughs> just like not eating well I I've been I've been going through this weird thing and I don't know if it's just because like my metabolism has changed or I I feel like you and I talked about this before a show went like recently because I remember having this conversation when you're dating someone mm. like you automatically just eat more because you just go out to dinner more or you like just I don't know it's just like a, th- a couple thing to a couple thing to fun. do yeah yeah and it's like a way to be social and I've was just 
I had two boyfriends earlier this year and I got at the same time. Well, they did overlap. They, there wasn't, there was a lot of dinners. Let me just say there was a two week period of a lot or maybe three week period of a lot of dinners. I'm not dating either of them anymore. And I did go on a detox after that, but I, I really noticed that I was gaining weight because I was going out to dinner so much and I was like drinking more. So I was going out on more dates and stuff and all that put together and my like regular workout routine. Cause I like love Pilates. I work out. But you it was a hot little bod. It, well, I didn't though, and it wasn't cutting it. And okay. then I had, and then I had to break up with them. No, I'm just kidding. We broke <laughs> up anyway. Um, one of them was from Jersey, uh, ironically, because that's who I also seem to attract is like all these dick bags from New Jersey. Really? Except mine are dick bags because. You know, they're from like central Jersey. It's the yeah. part that no one cares about where I'm from. Oh, I thought you were from Princeton. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I guess I always thought Princeton was central, but I guess it's not. Well, to me, it's north. I don't yeah. know. But what do I know? I'm my just, family's I'm in from north Hicktown, Jersey. USA. I'm from exit three off the turnpike or something like that. Um, that's really south. That's real south. Yeah. yeah but anyways, same. Um, I, I had I went on a detox. I just started eating like shitloads of like quinoa and like greens. And I didn't drink for a month. I just started drinking again yes. recently. Um, Did you notice that much of a difference? No. Yeah. That's the problem. That's what my whole point was. After all that, I still have, you know, ham, like whatever the things are, love handles. Love handles. They're just a little bit smaller now, but I still have them. They're still there. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with mine being there right now. It's okay. Well... I don't know. It gives your man something to hold on to. Apparently. All right. You are from Jersey. You were born in Jersey, yes, right? Yes. Jersey born and bred. Do you think you growing up in Jersey gives you a little bit of an edge as a comic? I think so, for sure. I think that I I think it's uh I think you had to be a little bit tougher there. Like it just like it was a little bit more of like the school of hard knocks maybe where Mm. I grew up and also the people I grew up with were just like a lot more sarcastic and it was sort of like you you just couldn't be that sensitive um and when I and even though I was a really sensitive child I mean I just had to get over it in order to survive um and just and have the friendships that I had with people because all my friends are assholes (laughs) I found out so I really think that has given me an edge because I don't put up with shit ever and I am not sensitive so I think now so I think that's good when it comes to like being able to do things that are hard yeah you know taking re- like rejection is is easier to handle maybe well, I feel like with you you're very like black and white yeah I don't I don't see you like sugarcoating anything in in a good way I think I do I do when I'm like delivering information to my friends because I care about them and I understand that not everyone is like me so mm-hmm. I think as like a friend I try, I'd hope I I'm not as like cutthroat or like I, I am a little bit like I I do sugarcoat things sometimes because I'm compassionate uh-huh. but it, not unless it's like a, a left like a tough love thing I guess but if it's like something like sensitive I'll try to be but other than that no when it comes to me like I think I'm like over I'm like I'm, I can't be fake like I've never been a fake person and I'm really honest so if you ask me a question like I usually give you like a pretty honest answer I mm-hmm. guess so I don't know if that's good, but I think it's good. I think it's gotten you really far. I think it just career. It, it helps me really like navigate like a tough and t- I think what I think being a comedian is it can be a really tough like environment to live in and especially like in places like that I think are intimidating like the comedy store. I think if you're just like going there to hang out or even if you're not like there's just like a hierarchy there that 
unless you're a paid, you know, a regular in the original room, like you're just not a part of it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like it can be intimidating, you know. So I think having that um, ability to adapt is important, you know. I think it's also giving you a little fake it till you make it edge. Totally. Because you have, you produce a lot of comedy shows mm-hmm. and I'm always so impressed with the lineups you put together. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like you've cultivated this network of talent. And I'm just like, wow, I like I really like doing it because I've always I'm like a big proponent of like if it doesn't work, just like, you know, fix it, I guess. Or I don't know. Is that's not even a saying? I just made up that, you know, (laughs) if it doesn't work, just fix it. If it doesn't work, just fix it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You are from New Jersey. Well, well, I think there's something really empowering about like just creating something yourself and not like feeling like you have to always live in the world that like where other people dictate the outcome. So I I feel like just coming up and, you know, you've been at how many shitty shows have you been in where it's like it's like it's like it almost like makes you it, it could cause you to leave and like have less self-esteem or something or just like be like I'm not that like just it, it ruin it hurts your soul soul and, and I, when people leave my show I want like comedians and, and and audience I want them to feel like they are the comedian that they're supposed to be in that show the that first time I ever did one of Shannon's shows she literally had swag bags for all the comedians oh yeah and made us feel so special our names were on everything we had like a party that night didn't we I, I think was, you were my year anniversary show I was the year it was yeah. right before I think Chris Red had either just booked SNL he did he right just after. we got him right after he just got it yeah, yeah. and like the, the lineup it was Becky was on it Costa Adam was, on, was on, it. on it Michael Costa holy shit that show was Daily Show guy yeah <laughs> and Jacqueline Marfuji was on it I mean yeah <laughs> yeah it was great it was that was a really good show that was really yeah. fun too I remember that being really fun and we had a lot of we like donated to charity through that I think through getting some sponsors and stuff mm-hmm. I I think it's I just think it's like how all shows should be they should just have good lineups good audience members like appreciate the comedians it should be a diverse lineup you know do you all have that. any advice for anyone that wants to actually produce a comedy show because I know Shout out to comedians that listen. Thanks for listening. I know there are comics listening. Um, do you have any advice for producing a good tight show? I think this getting th- it started. I think, uh, well, in terms of like getting the venue, I think that's probably the hard part, right? But um, once you have the venue, I think it's really easy to produce a good show. I think you all you do is just, is if you, especially if you're a comedian, just take everything that that has uh, you've ever thought was wrong with a show that you've been in and just do it the opposite of that so like if you've ever thought that there wasn't enough females in the lineup put more females in there if you've ever thought there wasn't enough um, there was too many comedians in there and it diminishes the show don't do that and give people like more give people more time promote the show like I just think all I did was I just took everything that was wrong with every show that I've ever been in and I just did the opposite of that so I feel like that's just a good guide a good guidebook for like, how do you produce a good show? Just do it the opposite of the things that you haven't appreciated when you've been in a show that you've thought detracted from and then, and or conversely take everything from one of your best shows. I had the best crowd. I had the best lineup. I had the best like host, like whatever it was, insert those elements into the show you know I think also you've had an extensive career in business yeah before ever doing comedy yeah so do you sometimes apply what you've learned in your business career yeah I think so um because I did I had like a big you worked in like corporate I did yeah and I had a like a, a 
you know, a, like a lot of success uh, in corporate leadership before I just like left that world completely to make no money and be happy. What was like <laughs> your, I don't want to call it a rock bottom, maybe an aha moment where you were working in, was it sales and management? Yes. And you were probably making a good living yeah. and had stability. Yeah. What made you be like, fuck that? <laughs> Well, I I remember um, I had the okay. This is actually uh, I'm not very concise. I'm sorry, but I'll try to like make it because it wasn't a, really a moment. But I was uh, at like the height of my career, just been promoted. I was making like you know six figures, whatever. Um, I was divorced. I don't know if you know that. I was married before, so I, I was divorced. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Um, and I was going to Europe with one of my best friends who lived in Santa Monica, but I didn't live here yet. This was like years ago. Mm-hmm. I lived up in a place called Carmel by the Sea, which is like five hours uh, on the is central it coast. It's like kind of like Big Little Lies. It is exactly. I'm fucking obsessed with that. Sh- we so good. I'm like that. I just asked you now if we can curse. I think I've been cursing the whole time. I'm obsessed, and honestly, that is not a a far departure, except for killing people, of how the housewives in Pebble Beach are. Really, it's very, it's very, very, very. Um, um, oh, it's all about like which like private school is your kid going to? Blah, blah, blah. Like preschools are like fifty million dollars. It's worse than here. People were trying to yes, and people were trying to get me on the wait list for like like house mom friends, housewife friends were trying to get me on the wait list when I was married for preschools, and I was like, I don't even have kids yet. Like I don't even know if I want to have kids with this person. Like you know what I mean? It was it's Shit. insane. But anyways, I'm I surprised Andy Cohen hasn't started like a Bravo Real Housewives of Carmel show. It's it, it's really should be and like because there's so much wealth there there's a lot of wealth in a very small bubble because I always say it's like where rich people go to die um it's also like where like Doris Day lives John Madden retired to there so there's like a lot of like oh um Herm Edwards uh lives there uh Clint Eastwood and you know all those people he used to be the mayor of the town I lived in so um anyways I was living there which sounds great but for somebody my age with like uh, you know, w- this isolated beach town of, and this like weird culture was just not me. And I, um, I, I was supposed to go, I was flying to Europe, uh, with my girlfriend who lived in Santa Monica, one of my best friends from college, Bridget. And I, I like had another day at work where like I was supposed to leave like 80 hours before I left and I got out late. The closest airport was like San Francisco. I drove two hours to San Francisco, missed my flight. And I was like all about to miss. I was like all upset. I'm like, I hate my job. I'm going to miss my flight to Europe, like with my friend, like blah, blah, blah. And I almost started to cry. And then I was like, no, fuck this. And I just turned my car around. I'm like, I'm driving to L.A. That's the only way I can do like make my flight, because if I didn't do that, I would have missed it. And I so I had this like six hour drive at, at like after this like 12 hour work day. And by the time I got to L.A., I decided I was moving there and that I was like, my life on paper looks great, but it's awful. It's isolated. Like the old, the youngest man in my town is like 85 and I'm like trying to, and I I was like already starting to do comedy, but there was like no outlets for it. And so I had like, that was the turning point for me when I was like, I have this like great life on paper. And especially if you look at the big little lies life, like maybe that would appeal to you if, like you know and I get once again it's a very extreme version but like living in a gorgeous place like that but it's like but it was just like no this there I can't have success here like I can't thrive here mm-hmm. like I've done everything I can do and that's it and I chose not to go the route of like married kids with that guy so like now I have to like leave so that was like a big turning point for me where I was like 
having it all doesn't really mean anything if you don't like if you if you're not thriving in the ways and doing things that make you happy i was just watching the talk and sharon osborne was talking about depression mm-hmm. and self-care yeah and she said she was going through every single day just thinking you had like you were just supposed to walk around with anxiety and this is just how you feel as yes an adult. yeah 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 and is that kind of a similar thing where yeah. you were like wait a second <laughs> yeah like it was like i had this like gorgeous like little house like cottage house like i had all these things right but I, like i had nobody like this actually sounds really sad but i had like nobody to share them with because there was very few people in my town that like could afford to live there that are like our age so they would come and go mm-hmm. so it was like really hard to like maintain friendships with like people in our age group and so the culture there just wasn't like and it was just like a slow culture and then on top of that like I was no longer with my husband so I mean the dating pool was just like non-existent so I felt very isolated and very alone when I was there and all I really had was my job and I and I hate it but it was like how I define success mm-hmm. but I also hated it too so yeah it was like I don't know if it was a feeling of depression it was just more like there's more out there but I don't know how to have it because I'm supposed to like have this job and I'm supposed to like do these things and then one day I was just like no I'm not hold on yeah and I completely like transitioned my life like so did you just quit your job and then just move to LA how did that transition no, happen? I I just came like I told my when I got back from Europe I just told uh my company I was like I want to move to LA and they were like what we just promoted you like you need to stay here for two years and we'll help you and I was like all right well I feel like you guys are the ones that taught me that you can't make people stay somewhere <laughs> you know but fine okay and so then I was just like whatever I'll figure it out but then they came back to me and they were like we'll just create a position for you so you can stay with the company but I had to take a voluntary demotion okay. which was hard and weird for me to do but it it, allowed, it helped me transition down here with a job so I had that job for like the first four years that I lived here um holy shit that's so you weren't like bartending and waitressing and doing no that. no we and, all have to do yeah no I mean it was still like a challenging job but it was but because it was a demotion and it was a work it was a work from home job um I was able to make it work but it did it did really it was still like a really big barrier for me mm-hmm. in terms of like really pursuing my goals and it was it would like make me wake up and still feel like that feeling of like oh I have to do this and then I can go do all the other like all the fun stuff so when did you finally cut the cord and just surrender to comedy actually they they um they fired me because their division started to go downhill and I decided at a certain point I'm like you know what they pay me really well and I like still go out and do shows every night and like wake up when I want and like even though I hate it I know and I know it's probably still a barrier for me I'm gonna work here until until like they fire me or or I have the choice like I'm because yeah. I'm you know a famous you know host on TV or something <laughs> and um so theirs came first but yeah so actually I didn't make the choice they did it and I did that on purpose so I could always I know this is like bad but so I could collect unemployment no and that's this, smart and like get severance and stuff so I yeah so they so they laid me off technically though that's the terminology they used and it was like kind of like the most freeing feeling ever because I'm like I don't have security anymore but I have no nothing standing in my way at this point to like do all the things so it was good timing when it happened and then had you already started producing your shows and yeah so you were doing stand-up you were doing all of that yeah they already and they and it was hard to hide it because for like for years they already like knew that I, I'm like I what my heart wasn't in it anymore and they weren't used to that because I used to 
give everything that I had to to them. And but the day I moved to L.A. was the day I was kind of just like two middle fingers in the air. And I'm just like, I'm collecting a paycheck until you just tell me I can't anymore because I'm going to like do all the things I want to do. So, yeah, I started doing all that stuff pretty quickly when I moved here. I love it. You're like a ninja just slashing through. <laughs> yeah. Through jobs. Yeah. But I made a lot more money at that time. So it's also like hard to be like, <laughs> were you like, did you save or did you do what I tend to do was just, I spend like for the way I'm living yeah. and for like what I'm bringing in. And yeah. And it's kind of like a wake up call when you're not making that. Yeah. I, I definitely had to make some adjustments, but I also sort of started to plan for that before it came. So I, and then also I, yeah, I, I'm lucky in that I did a lot of things years ago. Um, it sounds like shady. I did like a lot of weird stuff, but uh, <laughs> I got like equity in the company years ago and I, uh, because it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like they they give it to you so you never leave. It's like a dangle the carrot thing. So they're like, we'll give you X amount of dollars, but you don't get it for five years. Well, I got all of that. I'm getting all that like now. Okay. And I had been for like a couple years before that. So um, I'm like, okay, cool. So it actually works out. You lay me off and then all those equity payments... I just start getting those. Look at and you. Yeah. So they don't last forever, but I think ne- la- I think next year is the last year. That's a nice question for a stand-up comic. It really is. Look it's- at you. Everyone pay attention to what Shannon did. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I had to work really hard and I always look at it like, you know, it'd be nice if I could take this money and like invest it in like a property or like buying a house because, but I have to use it. But I'm instead of, instead of investing in a property, I'm using it to invest in Shannon. So Thank that's you. sort of how I look at it. Yeah. Well, you are investing a lot in yourself. You just started Slay Creative. Oh yeah, I did. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell the meatballs what that is? Yeah. So Slay Creative is um, it's S Slay is what it stands for, and so essentially it's like corporate comedy, and so it's another way for so it's a business I started in the beginning of this year, and there's two main things that I do through it, and one of them is corporate comedy. So I sort of take my business skills and mix that with comedy and go back into like corporate and it's basically like just like doing stand-up but it's for like a different audience and they pay you better and so much better oh my gosh so much better and then the second thing i'm working been working on is uh partnership with this other with the uh, another comedian you know ken gar Uh and he's gotten a sort of a similar background to me um he he came from chicago and we've been working on this, what's called the STAR program. And it's like a sale, sales parody because we both come from a sales background mm-hmm. um, where we do a parody of a sales training training. And so it's like a sales training if, for companies that are outsourcing sales training. But it's also like a, a comedy show because we kind of take everything that's like dry and dumb um, with like the way sales trainings are set up today. Like, I don't know, like anything from like if you're in a, if you're in like a corporate training, like envision like, like that 80s, those like 80s videos that they make you watch, you know, or like, um, stuff that comes in binders. I don't know. So like we, we make fun of like corporate buzzwords. We'll just, I don't know, like put your, your company cloak on like stupid stuff like that. So we, anyways, we've created that. And so between those two things, um, I've basically just kind of taken comedy and made it into a professional, uh, put it in more of a professional space, I guess. Um, so that's what Slate Creative does. I love that. I yeah. Love it. It's so smart. And I love that 
a quote from you. Um, when we live leadership as a lifestyle, we gain access to the highest level of power, which is derived not from title, but from how successfully we lead ourselves. And I love that. Yeah. Oh, at you. Yeah. Well, I just feel like, you know, me becoming a comedian in the first place was like me being a leader in my life. And it wasn't like the safe choice. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're being you're true to yourself, that's your being a leader and then that helps sort of open up those doors for everything else to flourish I guess so um I don't know I mean I'm still figuring it out too but um I think that that transition was a big time for me to really like start to see like those doors open because I started like leading myself and and being like true to who I really am God, I love it. Um, we have to do your podcast. Oh, yeah. Playing with balls. So <laughs> I just have a few rapid fire questions for you okay. before we switch on over. Um, okay. The movie Any Given Sunday or Rudy? Rudy. Oh, God. I feel like you're the first girl to say Rudy. Really? Oh, yeah. That's great. I like Any Given Sunday. Rudy makes me cry. I mean, are you a human if it doesn't make you cry? <laughs> Jesus. I love Chris Newberg posted a star is born is the titanic for 30 year old women oh my god did you see that no but that is I, based on the way that you've described it i 100 percent believe that to be true I, know. I, I was like i feel like i should be offended by this but i'm leaning into it i don't fucking care yeah um lady gaga or britney spears lady gaga oh girl um who who do you think is hotter sandra bullock in the blind side or connie Britton in friday night lights sandra bullock always oh yeah in anything she's so good in that yeah she really is it's Fuck been yeah. i haven't seen that movie in a million years no it's a good one it's one if it's on tv i always stop and watch yeah it. yeah it just has to be watched yeah um do you like meatballs or bouillonnaise meat sauce with spaghetti better <sighs> meatballs oh see i'm a bouillonnaise girl really yeah it's all good um <laughs> <laughs> who would you rather hang out with and these are all jersey shore references or jersey people ish okay um meryl streep Polly D from Jersey Shore, Lady Gaga, or the table flipper from Real Housewives, Teresa Giudice. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I would have to say um, Meryl Streep because I feel like I could learn a lot of things from her. Like she, she just seems like a person that knows everything. Well, you should just go hang out on set of Big Little Lies because they're filming right now and she's in it. I know. I know. I, I'm like so excited for season two. I don't know what it's going to look like because it was only supposed to be a mini series. I know. But I'm so excited Meryl Streep's in it. It's good. Oh, God, chills. I love Meryl Streep. I love that. I was just like, just go hang out on set. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, like, that's a thing. Like, I can could just be like, hey, guys, I lived here. Just once. do. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Uh, do you have any good dating advice for someone that's divorced and getting back in the game uh i don't know because i i feel like i haven't had a lot of success with it uh overall but i guess i would say i mean if for somebody who's divorced um i don't know like move to la and live your dreams if you don't live here already (laughs) and like pursue your dreams but also i know i think like do everything that you did in your divorce just it's the same thing with producing shows just do the opposite because if your divorce didn't, if your marriage didn't work out, just like do everything opposite from that. And then it should work out. 
<laughs> just learn from your mistakes. It's really people. bad. That's really bad advice, by the way. That's I don't I don't think that's good advice. I don't think that's bad advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that advice and go with it. Okay, I'm gonna do the opposite for my acting career. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do the really opposite. Deep dive into if it's right not now. if it's not working, just do the opposite of everything you're doing, <laughs> and then it will work. Perfect. All right. Now, in honor of Lady Gaga, I have my guests do a little read. And I picked the song Pinot Grigio Girls for you. Okay. Um, you can read it like a New Jersey housewife. You can read it just like yourself, Shannon. You okay. can just read a few lines. Just an anthem. Just for, read it. Yeah. Well, she wrote the song about one of her best friends who has now passed. Um, and she wrote it like during the movie. There was it, It's a whole Star is Born thing. Anyway. Okay. So it's okay that I don't know. The, I don't know what it like why oh no just okay read it however you want should to. I read it like my mother yeah my Jewish mother read okay. it like your Jewish mother she would say all the Pinot Pinot Grigio girls pour your heart out watch your blues turn gold all the Pinot Pinot does that say Pinot Grigio okay Pinot Grigio I like to say Pinot Grigio but whatever keep it real cold because it's a fired up world all the pinot gris pinot grigio girls oh i read it wrong <laughs> wait i have to put my glasses on that's what she would say gather around now watch your blues turn gold all the pinot pinot grigio girls keep it real cold because it's a fired up world songwriters oh that's not the, oh stephanie oh wait the song's over now that's what she would do. You <laughs> killed that. Thank you. Oh, my God. We need to bring your mom on. Oh, my mom's so funny. She would need to put her glasses on, she would say. Oh, I can't see. Oh, she buys that. glasses from the dollar store. She doesn't even have a prescription. I should start doing that. Do you ever go on stage and just do that accent? I so, Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. I love it. It's a good one, right? Yeah, it makes me really happy. Yeah, it, it's um, I do it when I talk about what my mom calls me, which is a shicker. I think I've talked. Yeah, she says it's a, a non-Jewish girl who looks Jewish. I mean, who doesn't look Jewish, who is Jewish, who's her daughter and who drinks too much. That's a shicker. I want to hang out with a shicker any day of the week. Yeah, that's me, apparently. I'm shickering it up all the time. Well, I love you. Uh, Tell the meatballs where they can find you so they can fall in love with you all over again. Uh, Okay, meatballs. You can find me at Shannon Lee Comedy. You can find my podcast at Playing With Balls. Of course, we're on iTunes. We're on... on SoundCloud and Stitcher and then I'm on all the social medias and then also um, the show one of the main shows I produce right now is Basement Comedy and that's at Westside Comedy Theater Woo-hoo. and that is also at Basement Comedy on Instagram so you can see it there yes. and it's every third Sunday of the month if you're ever in Santa Monica by the promenade you're so hilarious. You're so inspiring. Oh, Thank thanks. You so much. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. Oh, you're amazing. And now I'm excited because we get to do your podcast. Yay. All right, meatballs. Check out Playing With Balls right after this. Thank you. Thank you. Just put your paws up because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.